Welcome to this week's edition of the Be A Better Ally podcast. On this week, we have educator Sam Long, who is going to be talking to us about gender-inclusive biology. Enjoy. My name is Sam Long, and I use he, him pronouns. I'm a science teacher at Stanley Lake High School in Westminster, Colorado, and it's my fifth year in education. Gender-inclusive biology education means teaching topics like genetics, reproduction, or evolution in ways that accurately reflect the diversity of both human and non-human species. This includes LGBTQ students in the science conversation instead of omitting them altogether or treating them as like a disease or an exception to a rule. Thank you so much again for being on the show, Sam. I'm wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about your experience being transgender and working in education. When I tell my students that I'm a transgender man, the reactions from both my students, peers, and administrators has generally been positive. When I enter a new school community, I generally speak to my administrators first. I say that I'm transgender and I want to share this identity with my students and can I count on your support? I try not to ask for their support or ask for permission to do this, but to say, this is what I'm going to do. Can I count on you to be with me, to stand behind me on this? And it's gone well so far for me. Um, there are definitely other trans educators that I know both nationally and within Colorado who haven't had nearly as positive experiences. And one of the things that education really needs is school leaders that are more trained and more aware of the situations that trans educators face and our particular needs. In order for us to be the best teachers we can be, we need the support from our school leaders. Sam, that's such an important comment that you make. I think school leaders sometimes underestimate the influence they can have in um, promoting more of an inclusive and anti-bias mindset on campus. So I know that you have plans to uh, go to a big event, a big conference that has over a thousand attendees, uh, and you wrote an, in a recent post that you are hoping to develop your curriculum alongside of other passionate educators. And I'm wondering, in an ideal situation, what are you hoping to develop? What might that curriculum look like in terms of the learning opportunities for students? In an ideal situation, I'd like to use NSTA as an opportunity to connect with other educators who are passionate about doing this work. And I wanna focus on compiling a large resource bank that contains tried and tested activities and also readings and videos pertaining to gender and sexual diversity in biology. So these resources will be free and available on our website for educators to use and adapt. And that's what's really important to get it out there and to have practicing teachers doing the work and adapting it for their own students. I'm currently working with two collaborators, River Sa and Louis Mayday Travis on developing this website. And our resources are gonna help students to learn how diversity comes into virtually every biology topic and that diversity is actually the rule rather than the exception in the living world. I think if students get the chance to learn about diversity in an interesting and positive light, it also changes their attitudes toward diversity in their social lives. Uh, for example, we have lessons where students use a web simulation to discover how non-disjunction or when the chromosomes don't separate during cell division can result in humans with a set of sex chromosomes other than XX or XY. And these are kinds of intersex traits, and they're best understood as a naturally occurring variation rather than as a disease or a disorder. Also, students will use text and videos to 
investigate diverse reproductive strategies and how all these different strategies in animals and plants and fungi and bacteria all contribute in a different way to reproductive success. So it could be a bird species where the males show off and compete for female mates, or a different bird species where the roles are completely reversed, or clownfish where after the dominant female in the group dies, then the dominant male actually changes sex to take her place. And the common thread with all these reproductive strategies is that they work to get the genes passed down to the next generation, and they're all a form of diversity. Um, as well, students will understand from these lessons how both same-sex attraction and sex changing fit into the modern theory of evolution. So it's not like um, gay and trans people are an exception in the human species. In fact, these patterns can be found in other animal species. It's been said that um, in every species that researchers have tried to find same-sex behavior, they have. So there hasn't been any species where we looked for it and said, no, this species doesn't do that. So diversity is really the rule rather than the exception. For those wanting to learn more about gender-inclusive biology, I can recommend a few great resources. Uh, first is a book called Evolution's Rainbow by Joan Roughgarden, a trans woman and biologist. And her book explains with all these fascinating and beautiful examples how diversity develops out of the actions of genes and hormones. In fact, River has cataloged all the examples from the book into a book report spreadsheet for easy reference, and that can be found on their website, which is riversuh.com. Another resource is a website called Project Biodiversify. It's projectbiodiversify.org, and it's organized by our friend Ash Zemenik at Michigan State University. And the site contains a lot of tools for promoting diversity and inclusion in biology classrooms. In particular, it has a lot of info on diverse biologists, both from present day and from history. Um, and I have a, a few articles that I've published recently. Um, there's one in the Assembly Journal at CU Boulder where I describe my framework for developing gender-inclusive biology curriculum. And I think that's a great resource because it's pretty um, straightforward as an entry point for those that haven't learned much about this before, and I'll link that for you. And there's another article that I had in Rethinking Schools magazine, which is longer, and I narrate a few vignettes of how some of these lessons that I've taught play out in my classroom and how they've impacted my students. Sam, thank you so much for all of those resources. And if you're listening and you're wondering how you can go about finding all of them, you can head on over to our show notes. We'll make sure to link them all there. So Sam, I know that you are really hoping to go to NSTA and the work that you do is so important. So I am wondering uh, I'm wondering if you can talk to us a little bit about how people can go about supporting you on your mission to go to NSTA to present, uh, and as you mentioned earlier, to have the opportunity to collaborate with other science teachers who are doing the great work that you're doing. To support our trip to the NSTA National Conference in 2020, you can donate to the Donors Choose campaign that I created, the link to donate. It's, it's on Donors Choose, but probably the best way to find it is on my website, sam-long.weebly.com. And the campaign expires on January 21st. So I hope you will donate and or share our link by then to help us to get there. It, 
going to NST would be really like going to the world's fair of science education. It would be a huge opportunity to present our ideas to a large audience. If you want to learn more about gender-inclusive biology, you can access our training resources and links to publications at my website. Again, that's sam-long.weebly.com. And of course, we'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. Sam, before you go, I'm wondering, for those of us listening, uh, what three things do you wish all educators knew about what it means to be transgender while working in education? Some things that I want educators to know about what it means to be transgender in education are, one, you need to trust trans educators. We've thought a lot about our gender, our presentation, and coming out of school. We've certainly thought more about it than our administrators and colleagues. So really the best way to support us is to listen to what we need and to trust us. The second thing that I wish people knew is that trans educators save young lives. When we're out of school and thriving, we are living proof to our students that a happy and successful trans life is possible. The presence of a trans teacher really changes every student's perception about diversity, and it gives LGBTQ students much needed hope that they can have happy lives. I can't count how many students that I've had who have made the courageous choice to come out either to me or to the entire school community um, after I went and led by example and came out to my students first. That act of being vulnerable really sets an example for students. And the third thing that I want educators to know is that trans educators are not to be tokenized. Some of us don't choose to be out to our students, and some do, and some don't have a choice due to being visibly trans or transitioning at their job. And I know trans educators here in Colorado who are not out. They don't want to be known as the trans teacher, but they're still amazing teachers, and their careers still have a lot of meaning. Sam, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. Listeners, if you are looking for an act of allyship that you can take on this week, check out the donorschoose.org page for Sam Long and make sure that Sam gets to go to NSTA to continue to do this work that is oh so important. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.